Welcome to Master Mindset. Reframe your thinking, master your mindset with Nate Skula and Kim Adele. The three secrets to better relationships, right? We've been, we've been talking about this quite a lot now, and I actually remember what they are. Okay. <laughs> so people want to be listened to. They want to be respected and they want to be understood, right? That's right. So how do you do that when you want to talk about yourself all the time? <laughs> I think the thing... Really I don't mean you. I want to talk about myself all the time. Um, but I, I guess for, for me, it's about making sure that we're being really present. Too often, you know, if we think about the first bit, people want to be listened to. Too often, we're not listening to understand. We're listening to interject. We're waiting for our moment to be able to add something. But actually, if we just stop thinking about what we're going to say next and hold the space for people, allow them to just tell us, and be confident in the silence. So learning to get comfortable with silence is a real skill, but an amazing one to have. Because when you get to that stage where you don't feel the need to leap straight in and fill it, you can actually just take a moment to think about what's been said and then respond. What you're really doing is giving that person your absolute and complete um, concentration. You're really just thinking about them. And you're therefore comfortable that when they finish talking, there might be a second or two gap while you think about how you now want to respond. But the conversation will be so much better. It will have gone so much deeper than it would have done if you'd been thinking instead, how am I going to respond? How am I going to respond? Because you're no longer really listening. You're filtering out. And one of the things that I have clients get frustrated with me about all of the time is like, you don't get anything by you. (laughs) You pick up on every bit of language that we use and I was like yeah because that's what's that's what's telling me what's really going on for you and I want to be here to listen I want to understand what's going on for you to see how I might be able to help and I can only do that if I'm willing to listen to really understand what's going on for you in your world and then ask further questions seek to understand which is obviously the second part which is ask Follow-up questions. There is a um, a model called the five why theory. And it suggests that the first thing that we do is we respond with the thing that we think the person is most likely to accept. But actually, once you start really digging underneath that, by the time you get to the fifth layer, you really are at the root of what the problem is. So I'm not suggesting that we turn into you know, my little girl every time anybody asks us anything, go, why? Why? <laughs> to the point where your head feels like it's going to implode. But instead, it's about asking that next qualifying question. So someone says, well, I'm feeling really great right now. That's amazing. What is it that's making you feel so great? What's happened? So show that you're really interested and then ask more information. And then when they give a response again, ask them something else about that. So what is it about that that is so amazing? How's that making you feel? Or explain that to me. And try and use really open questions to get the person to give you as much information as possible. Um, And then really listen to understand how they're feeling right now, what's going well, what's not going well. How might you be able to help and add value? Because I think for me, every interaction and every conversation, I try really hard to make sure 
that I leave it better than I found it so that people feel that there was some value from having had that interaction, whatever that is, even if it's just giving somebody a compliment or um, saying, you know, something that they've done that's made you feel great, but being appreciative can have a massive impact on people's day. And we sometimes we forget how important that can be. Yeah, I think it's it's certainly, you know, we work with a lot of coaches, right? So for coaches, being able to listen effectively without assuming that, you know, you want to jump in with the next question without fully listening to what the person has said is 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 one of the most important things, isn't it? And yeah, I mean, I think we all find it difficult because we we like to empathize with people, don't we? Um and we like to understand them. And but I think until we until we really learn how to listen, you can't you can't really show respect and you can't really understand someone properly until you've learned how to listen to what on earth they're saying and and actually not, you know, sort of shut off your your thoughts almost in a way in order for you to ask the next question. Right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's funny, we were talking about this just this morning, weren't we? That like, um, as coaches, we're very often very empathetic, and we want to help. And therefore, we can have a tendency to want to leap straight in and rescue. Um, but actually, that's not really always the most helpful. And it's certainly not our role. So something my supervisory coach told me years ago, and it really stuck is when I'm in a coaching session to ask, why am I to myself, obviously not ask them, why am I speaking? So if I'm saying something, what why is that? Because my role is to listen and to question to get more information. So if I'm speaking and it's not to do one of those two things, then I really should shut up, let the other person do the talking. And it's been a great way of keeping me honest as a coach that allows me to not be leaping in and telling people how I do it, because that's not what they want. They want to know how they're going to do it. Occasionally, they might want ideas or support and they may need more of a mentor than a coach. And of course, you can step into that role and signpost it. But while you're really coaching them, you want to just listen and then only ask further questions to gain more information, to be able to listen further. And it's about making sure that everything we do is is respectful. It doesn't mean say we can't ever disagree. Of course, we can disagree, but we don't disrespect and there's a very fine line, but it's an important one to ensure that we don't go over it. Because I think if we have that as our mantra when we're, you know, when we're having conversation with people, is am I am I um, listening to them? Am I understanding them? And am I respecting them? Even if we disagree on what it is that we're talking about, then actually you find yourself not it getting yourself into conflict because conflict usually comes because one or both of you have some form of fear, fear that maybe you're going to be taken advantage of or sold to or made to look stupid or it doesn't matter what the fear is. But if either one of you has an element of fear, then that is usually where the conflict comes in because we're no longer really listening to understand. But if we frame our conversations, we share some of our vulnerability and we state our intent for why we're having the conversation even the most challenging conversations can go really smoothly without that frustration or angst in there because both parties know that there is no need to be fearful. Wow. Well, it's, it's been, it's been a, a very, very interesting few months. And uh, I've been learning a lot more about listening and, and actually reading 
reading people's faces when I when I when I can, right, without asking stupid questions. Because I think when you start learning about the facial decoding that you that you've been that you've been teaching me, in the beginning, it's almost sort of a, a, an anxiousness of, well, I know that she's feeling this, or I think she might be feeling this, so I'm going to ask her a question and say, are you feeling like that? But actually, it's the wrong thing to do, right? When you're picking up on someone's uh, facial expressions actually asking them uh, a question which will lead them to give a better answer, right, is what you're really after, isn't it? That's the purpose of, of, of learning them, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, for me, the reason I went in to learn them was I just want to be able to better communicate with people. So if I can better understand not just what's being said, but what's not being said, then I can add more value. And you're right. It's not so that you can turn around and go, wow, you look angry. That's never going to help. <laughs> that happens every day. Yeah, they're going to help if you call someone <laughs> out on their emotion. But it does help you if somebody is saying, you know, I, uh, as you know, I had a, a friend the other week and was chatting away and she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm soldiering on. So interesting. So you're fine, but you're soldiering on. Soldiering usually means that you feel under attack, under battle. And her facial expressions were demonstrating some level of anxiety so rather than do what I could have done she said fine and we all know that that's the universal get out of jail free card for not having to ask any further questions um but it was like actually I don't think you are um so I'm going to ask different questions um to hopefully um provide you with some help and, and as it was yeah I picked it, we, we did we had a bit we had a bit more of a chat and she came away went that really helped because actually I I've been in a really bad place but I didn't want to bring you down. And I was like, well, you haven't, but, you know, if I can help and, and I can support you, then that's what, you know, that's what I want you to do. That's, why we're, that's what friends are for, isn't it? So that, so that we can help them. And, you know, I always say to people that know me, if I ever tell you I'm fine, I mean, I'm fed up, insecure, neurotic and emotional. One thing I am not at the point that I tell you I'm fine is actually fine. Um, but I say it because I know that it allows me an opportunity to shut the conversation down because people will go, oh, great, and move on. So it means I don't actually have to talk about how I'm feeling, which might be fine. But sometimes, actually, it's not the right thing. I could probably do with really talking about it. Um, so it's a, it's about enabling you to open up the opportunity for a conversation the person doesn't have to have it if actually they really don't want to talk about it they don't have to it's not about forcing them and wedging your your desire to help into into their world but it's just making sure that you at least opened the door to give them the chance very much so very much so it's all very interesting and and it and it makes it makes it makes much 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 better relationships right so, you know, people need to listen, they need to um, understand and they need to respect whomever they're talking to. And that's and that's it. Right. It's it's simple in its essence. So thank you, Kim. It's, it's been wonderful. And I know we've got to jump onto a meeting. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Yes. Thanks for listening to Master Mindset. Please. Don't forget to follow wherever you listen and tell your friends and tell your friends. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.